Welcome to episode 100 of the Roger Snipe Show. The Roger Snipes Show. Yo, what's going on, peeps? Hope all is great. And today, wow, episode 100. 100! Super excited, man. Super excited. Um... I was thinking to myself, with episode 100, what am I going to do? I've got to do something special. So I've decided I'm going to give a signed copy of my book, Your Mind Builds Your Body. So this competition is, or shall I say giveaway, is going to be on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, at Roger Snipes, then uh, check out the conditions on there, which is probably going to be tag a few people and um, you can leave a review on my iTunes as well as a bonus and share it in your IG story. Something like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write up a little something and I'm going to put that there. Uh, just enter in the competition. And um, if you've already got a book, then perhaps you can give it to a friend should you win. So, um, yeah, wow, we are here, 100. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting, man, because it just started off with an idea where um, I was speaking to my brother who was doing some podcasts and he suggested, why don't you do one yourself? And I was like, I wouldn't even know where to start. And if you listen to some of the episodes at the very beginning, I was actually recording from my mobile. So um, now I've got a nice little setup. And um, yeah, now I've got some decent guests which I have on board. It's it's pretty amazing. So I'm super excited with the progress and the future. And the, um, you know, the, the guests which I'm going to have on um, at a later time. It's, it's, it's really tremendous. <laughs> feeling blessed. So um, today on the podcast, I have a friend of mine by the name of Ben Noy. And um, I've known Ben for a number of years now, back in my early competitive years, when I was kind of uh, dipping my toe in the fitness industry, getting to know and understand the things around me, getting to um, meet other people that had similar interests and me and Ben are, are probably, uh, well, should I say Ben is one of the few people from the beginning of my fitness journey that I've constantly kept in contact with. You know, we've, we've had synergy and it's always been there. So um, yeah, that's what kind of brought this podcast together today. So we, we, we're kind of covering a mixed range of different stuff. We're talking about the fitness industry. We talk about um, mental health as well. Um, and just, I guess, a, a few general chit-chat stuff, you know, just almost like catching up like old friends. One thing I must say is the quality is slightly different to the others. I've recently bought like um, a mixing console and I'm still getting to use, uh, get, getting used to it. So the quality 
might not be as incredible. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you enjoy this episode. Also, my friend Ben is in is in Egypt. So I was actually speaking to him via Bluetooth. <laughs> so you can hear the, the phone quality as well. Um, so forgive me for the slightly less uh, great quality, but hopefully you get some great benefit out of it. Hopefully you learn some stuff and you feel informed, empowered, you know, and you can take it and be like, Do you know what, that was really good. I, I want more like that. Feedback, as I normally say at the end of the podcast, is always greatly appreciated. Anyhow, let's bring on Ben Noy. Yes, we are recording, brother. How you doing, man? All good, buddy. How are you? All is well, man. All is well. We are now in September. This is where the coldness starts to trickle in. But it's actually been pretty warm recently, funny enough. I think UK is a little bit confused. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, UK is always a bit confused, although at the moment I am in Egypt. But September's a good month. September's my birthday month, so, you know gotta be positive <laughs> yes yes and well, how old are you gonna be oh no 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 <laughs> he's not sharing <laughs> we'll just have to well, google there search be, there might be yeah there might be people listening that i've told alternative stuff to so let's just keep it to google <laughs> one of those one of those what's pretty funny is I, i've always thought to myself um that people who say that they're younger i i think it it would be better if they said that they're older i mean i i i've known of people to do that so it's like oh my god wow you don't look your age as opposed to oh okay yeah you you look about your age <laughs> you know what that's something that I, I don't know when it happens but there's a point in one's life where you get to that stage i don't know what age it is but where you then start looking good your age you know what i mean uh -huh. um prior to that like i'll be honest with you i hit a certain point and it was my i remember it was my 30th birthday and um my mates arranged for me to go somewhere um and it was like a massive deal obviously a big transitional period um and i just i don't know what happened but i just decided you know what i'm not going out I, it was like i wanted to stay young girl so I just thought, you know what, if I don't go, it was my way of sort of being in denial. If I don't go, then I'm not really 30. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's interesting. That is really interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think on my 30th, I was in Orlando. So that was, that was, my plan was I wanted to go to Miami, but just as I was about to book, I saw just a side ad to Orlando. And I was like, Orlando? never been there before let me have a look and I just saw all these theme parks um I was like wow this looks incredible 
this is what I'm talking about. And I just envisioned myself on rides and all that sort of thing, going to Disney World. And I was like, do you know what? I want to be a big kid. This is what it's about. Rather than just going to a beach and drinking something and just laying down or maybe partying, instead I could just really enjoy myself. And I think there might be more psychology behind that than you think. I think it's like, hold on, how can I pretend that I'm younger let me go to theme parks at Disney World. <laughs> that, that, that was probably the bigger reason, yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. I had this massive badge on my um, on my chest that said, I am 30. Um, but the same sort of badge what a four-year-old would wear, but, you know, it had a yeah, few more extra it's a, numbers it's a on mixing, top. mixing a bit of both, isn't it? It's yeah. like, I am young, but, you know, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Ben, what's been happening, man? How's, how's life? How's life in your world? Yeah, life is, um, life is what we make of it. I, I have to say, um, I'm all right. My mindset is solid. And I think I've got to a stage now um, in my life where I've realized that it's not necessarily about where you are or where you're at. It's about where your mindset is lying. And um, I think I've always been searching for happiness in the wrong place. Um, and, you know, since studying uh, mental health and different types of psychology, I think I've got to the stage now where I've realized happiness is a mindset. You know, it's not necessarily a destination. Um, so no matter what the circumstances are, I'm, I'm good. I'm smiling. That's tremendous, man. I think that's the thing. Like a lot of the time, especially how society kind of structures this whole mindset of what you need to do in order to be happy from, you know, from a young age. Adverts are geared toward children where they show <clears throat> other kids playing with toys and they're super happy. Like if you play with these toys, you're going to be happy as well. And then kids are crying for those toys. They eventually get those toys. And I remember as a kid myself, when I had those toys that I really, really wanted, I was like, I don't get it. Like, I, I want to feel like how they felt on the TV. I, I don't feel the same maybe yeah. maybe I've got the wrong model or something or maybe I need another toy and it's constantly chasing and then obviously as you get older um, the toys get bigger <laughs> more expensive and uh, that continual chase goes on and on and yeah eventually some people realise normal I'm sorry yeah I think I think that's perfectly normal and like you said um, some people realise you know some people don't ever get to the stage where they realize that materialistic or materialism or whatever um, isn't actually going to help you be happy, you know? Mm. Um, there's always a question of, like, I used to ask people, what would you want to be, rich, famous, or happy? Um, and they always said, oh, well, if I'm rich, I'm happy, or if I'm famous, I'm happy. Never really, like, coming to terms with reality, you know? These things are not what's going to make you happy, you know? Um, but yeah, like you said, I think it's even worse now with social media. Um, there's this image that is almost expected of us to be able to, the only way you can be content and happy is if you're living this life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and as me and you well know, um, it's rubbish. You know, most of the stuff that we see on Instagram or um, on social media is just 
it's portrayed, it's all fake and pretentious, but it's there to make people think that people are living a better life than they actually are, you know? Mm. Yeah, very, very fraudulent, that's for sure. And yeah. it's... it's I can see through it. Like, I, I, I can see through it because I know where I am with myself and I feel comfortable. And sometimes I, I look at some people and I can just... I guess when you understand people... You can you can understand where people are not really happy, but they are putting on this facade to show the world. Yes, I am. I am. I'm happy when they're not like what I find quite fascinating is it fascinating is when people literally change things about their their body to just for social media. You know, people will people will hit the gym for social media, not for themselves. <laughs> Like when we were in fitness, like when we started fitness, it was like, man, it was for us. You know, obviously you started off with your modeling thing, which we will get into in a moment. And for me, I started off with sprinting, but um, it was always a thing of where we had been working on our image for our own personal reasons. But yeah, it was passion-based. <clears throat> Absolutely. Passion the passion was just, it's deep rooted. So should social media shut down <laughs> it makes no difference fitness is still our life you know um 100%. what i've seen <clears throat> which is fascinating i've seen um people get extra tattoos um just for social media um and this is like tattoo on your skin now, i've got no issue with anyone who has tattoos i've seen some beautiful tattoos but when people are getting it for social media i'm thinking wow this is mad. Like this is permanently on your skin and you're doing it for, <laughs> for the gram. <laughs> and you know, the people that have disfigured their faces to, you know, fill up their lips or like get some cheek stuff uh, pushed in their cheeks. I don't even know what those things are called, but yeah, all the, all the, all this new sort of like fish pout. Yeah. That has become fashionable. You know, um, it's like, uh, they're not doing it. This is funny, you know, this is something that I was actually posting about the other day and it's about why people do things. Um, and like men, me and you, um, if we saw someone with this fish pal, we wouldn't be attracted to that. Um, whereas another girl would look at that and think, oh, wow, you know, look at her lips, they're perfect. Um, the same way, like, I'll give you an example and this is the reason what triggered it the other day. Um, I was having breakfast and this guy came up to me and goes, oh, look at your muscles, wow, wow, wow. You must get all the women. And I was like, you know what? Um, the reality is, when it comes to muscles and all that malarkey, if you're on the beach and you're walking, which you well know, um, if you're walking down the beach, 90% of the people that are going to look at you are going to be men. You know, the women will notice you, don't get me wrong, mm. but the men will be the ones that are really, like, being critical or looking you up and down and thinking, well, like, I'd love to look like that or whatever. Um, and I think that's a, a confusion, you know, that's out there. Um, definitely with, with again, down to social media, because this is almost the expectation of what you need to have in order to be accepted. Yeah, yeah. I think people also think that if you have a large amount of muscle, then you want to fight. You, you're doing it because you want to fight people as well. I've had people, I, I walk past them and, and they, they're like, wow, you're hench. Well, that, that's the younger lot. 
Whereas, yeah. Um, yeah, um, the, 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 the older people, they tend to do this kind of imitation, this kind of gorilla imitation as if like, you know, your swole kind of thing where they got their, yeah. their arms kind of rounded. And yeah. I just don't like that. Like mate, I you know I just I just go to the gym to take care of myself. I don't want people doing this kind of monkey. I think it comes thing back and... down. I think it comes back down to the fact, like you, you you touched on before. Me and you never did this to stand out. We never did it to to peacock. We did it because it was our passion to look after ourselves and to feel good. It was never about attracting anyone else or for any alternative like attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, as you do it and you start to see some results, it's not even, it's forget the results. It's the feeling as you're training, you know, the euphoria is such a beautiful feeling. And then the results comes in a bit later and you're like, oh my God, wow, the results are coming as well. This is great. Do you know what? Like, this is a win-win all the way, you know? So you continue doing it and uh it's it's an amazing feeling but um yeah sometimes people think that you're doing it for external validation i think there are people that do that but that's where there's a bit of confusion because you know there are some people especially with yeah social media you got the instagram you got them you got tiktok and youtube where everyone's flaunting the things that they have so they think ah you must be one of those yeah that's that's pretty annoying. <laughs> so well, we come from a different generation, don't we? We do. We do. So we've been We're the originals. Exactly. Started off in the fitness industry. Um, I can't remember. Like I don't know. Around early 2010, 2009, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say 2008 ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. It's been it's been a journey, man. So, when you started off in the fitness industry, I think I met you in MuscleMania two thousand and nine. I think yeah, something like that. I can't remember. Can't remember. Mm. And um, yeah, you was uh, sponsored by Reflex Reflex Nutrition. Don't know if that's something you could speak about. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. You was waving the flag like. And it was really interesting because I don't think I knew much about supplementation. Um, but when speaking to you, I could see like, wow, you proper know your stuff. And you'd been very, very regimented with your your diet as well. And I remember when we was working with each other in Reebok Sports Club, I'd never seen anyone so regimented, even bodybuilders, like, you know, your beefy bodybuilders, should I say. And there's Ben... I don't know how much he was weighing at the time, but you, when we was talking about food, you was like, yeah, so this is 250 grams of carbs and this is, I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, you associate the food by the grams of protein and carbs, not even what it is. <laughs> you know, like, not even, you're not even talking about flavor or anything like that. Amazing. What, what got you so you know what? stringent? Yeah, go on. It, it was... It was such a, and I mean, like you mentioned that, and obviously that was like, you know, almost 15 years ago, um, before the time of when it was normal to, to monitor your intake, let's say. Um, I was uh, initially a fashion model, and um, 
once I finished my contract with DNG, I was scouted by Musclemania to compete abroad. Um, I had no idea about competitions, um, and to be honest, I, I wasn't really—I was none the wiser um, about what you needed to do in respect to be your optimal, um, even physique-wise or nutrition-wise. Um, but I was always quite uh, regimented. You know, I'm a perfectionist, so. Um, I remember when I first got called out to, um, I think it was Scotland they threw me out to. Um, I competed. I, I went on stage with my with my Calvin Klein underwear on that shows how little I knew about the process. Um, and it was, was uh, shortly after that I had my first men's health cover, I think. Um, and I remember them writing, saying, oh, Ben, eat, you know, cover my eat this for breakfast, this for lunch. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, that is completely not what I eat. And we, we, haven't, we didn't even discuss my nutrition. Um, and I slowly sort of got, I suppose, directed into, into that world of having to understand and that in order to look a certain way, you need to eat a certain way, right? Um, and because I was always athletic and um, always doing some sort of sport to quite a high level, um, I never was really that regimented with my nutrition. Um, together. But again, I was careful. Uh, dare I say, maybe even bordering along lines of having some serious issues with my, with my relationship with food because I didn't have the knowledge to understand what my body required. Um, and as you know, those days I used to walk around sub 5% body fat standard. Um, and I think uh, a lot of that time of my life has explains why what I do now. Um, you know, I went through so many different varieties of eating, whether it's, you know, ketogenic, whether it's Atkins, whether it's carb cycling, backloading, you know, all sorts. Um, until I actually decided to go and get a qualification and understand the science behind nutrition. Um, and that's when I started to realize, well, hold on, I don't necessarily need to, let's say, not eat carbs. You know, the whole myth behind don't eat carbs after eight or, you know, if, if you're eating too many carbs, you're going to get fat. Um, and I went through that process myself, which is why now I, you know, work with clients and their relationship with food. Um, but I'm more of an understanding coach because I've been there and I've got the T-shirt, you know. Um, and I think we live in a world now where every Tom, Dick and Harry is trying to be an online coach. Um, most PTs will try and tell you what you need to be eating with zero qualifications and zero idea of what your body actually needs, nutrients-wise or whatever, right? Mm. Um, so I think it's dangerous. It's really, really dangerous. A lot of the clients that I've got that come to me now are clients that have been with coaches that have got you know metabolic damage or serious, serious relationship with food problems, you know? Um, I personally will say that 99% of bodybuilders have a serious relationship with food issues um, because they are in a position where they think they need to eat certain things in order to look a certain way and they eat the same thing every day and they are creating serious restrictions and sacrifices in their life. You know, um, So I work with these people. I mean, I had a few clients that weren't able to have kids that after working with me, they had children. Um, and I think when you get to a stage where you've helped so many people, um, 
And only because, like I said, I put my hands up in the air and say, this is, I've been there. I, this isn't me being judgmental and saying, oh, you know, this is terrible. You've got serious issues. This is me saying, listen, I've been where you are. Listen to what I've got to say. And I'm going to make you smile again. You know? Um, so it's been a, it's been a crazy journey. It's been a really crazy journey, but, um, in hindsight, I went through everything for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's amazing. And with everything that you've been through, I think that's, that's part of your purpose. That's your journey is your purpose. And it, it, it's all, it's all good. Whether it felt bad at the time, it's all good because this is your story, which you can share with the world. So it's, that's like truly incredible that you can actually help someone to, it's like, wow, not that you actually (laughs) got your client pregnant, but you're, you're, yeah, 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 no, it definitely wasn't the case in this situation. Uh? It wasn't the case in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your thoughts on the, 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 just the fitness industry as a whole now, like when we started, it was, I don't know, like competing was fun. Um, I had a lot of fun on the stage and as the years had gone by, it seemed as though it's, uh, it's really increased. Obviously we've had the pandemic, uh, which I don't know, I guess that slowed things down. Um, but it seems as though the fitness industry is, is a lot more than trying to get on stage now. Uh, what's your thoughts on where it's where it is right now? Scary, mm. really, really scary. Um, look, uh, when me and you started, like we said before, it was about passion. You know, it wasn't about ego. Um, everyone on stage could cuddle each other. You know, um, it was a, it was a very different mentality. Now, I hate to say it, but it's ego driven. You know, um, which is why probably both of us have taken a little step back to a certain degree, um, because we're not like that. We were never about me, me, me. Look at me. You know, um, it was about a self development process and us enjoying what we were doing rather than caring too much about how we came across. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now it's about how many followers have you got? You know, and how many likes are you getting? Um, and that it's also about chasing that validation. Um, again, you know, when me and you first started, granted there was no social media, um, but even still, you know, I think that now we live in a stage where people are doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, and that scares me. It scares me because um, where does it end? You know, um, I think that we also live in a, in a society in a time where there's more suicides than ever. Um, and social media has got a lot of responsibility to take in that, you know, because it's creating this uh, ideal world that people need to be living. And if they're not living that lifestyle, then they're not, they, they think they're not good enough. Um, and it's a load of rubbish, you know, and I think that people need to pay more attention to what's important rather than being judged by other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very visual, <clears throat> visual world we live in right now. Um, with social media, you mentioned that it's responsible for a lot of things. Um, do you not think that people should take more responsibility because of social media and not the other way around? Um, okay. 
I'm going to give you a prime example. There was a picture that was released um, recently um, of one of the Kardashians. And it was a photo of her on the beach that wasn't Photoshopped. Um, in my opinion, she looked great, you know. Um, but, you know, there was a few stretch marks and it wasn't the standard perfection that would have been posted on, on her Instagram, right? Now, in my opinion, someone in such an influential position should have actually turned around and said, yeah, you know what? Body beautiful. I'm happy with how I look. Not, I'm going to sue everyone that's put that picture out. It needs to go. Da, 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 da. Because, you know, everyone who's following the Kardashians um, is thinking that this is the way they look. They don't realize they've spent millions of pounds to look that way. You know, whether it's sucking uh, fat out of their waist and sticking it on their ass, whatever it is, um, it's not normal, you know. Um, and again, that is an element of social media that scares me because women that are, you know, more natural or whatever think that they're not good enough, which is just rubbish. Yeah. And it's, it's happening with guys as well. Many, many, many guys, you know, where... It, it's almost pretty painful to see when guys say, oh, I wish I was you or I wish I looked like you. I have to try and correct them and say like, no, you, you just need to find the, the, the better version of yourself. Don't, please don't ever wish to be like me. That, that feels To be fair, you've really... always been like that. You've always been like that. You've always been very humble. Um, and that's one of the things that I've always loved about you. Um, but in reality, um, that's not standard. You know, um, you've got a lot of people that say, if you want to look like me, you have to drink this protein shake. You know, <laughs> even when you were sponsored, even when you were sponsored, you never spoke like that. You know, yeah. um, you were always very honest and sincere. Um, unfortunately, now it's just, it's not as transparent, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. This, uh, it's, it's wild. It's wild out here. When I'm looking at, just looking at even like <clears throat> well-respected athletes, um, just giving some generic advice. You know, I, I, I decided to take it upon myself to read a lot of books um, on a regular basis. Like I've got so many books now, it's unreal. But not only that, I do podcasts with people who are experts in different fields. And it's it's quite interesting to think that um, over the years I've gained so much knowledge and it's almost like I've switched off, as you were saying, just switched off from what has been going on in the fitness industry. But the moment I switch back onto it just to see where we are at, I realize that a lot of people are doing the exact same thing. You know, yeah. it's it's just another year, but they're doing the same thing. You know, just I'm like, wow, wow, it's crazy, and you know, it's not it's no finger pointing or anything like that. But it's, no, I'm, um, funny enough, I know uh, in my mind, I'm thinking I think of the same person as you, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, you're right, um, and there 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 does come a point where you have to ask yourself when you're telling people to drink this protein or have this protein shake or this pre-workout, whatever it may be, um, where you ask yourself, well, hold on, am I doing this because I believe in it? Or am I doing this just because I'm getting paid to do it? You know? Mm. Um, and 
this is, again, one of the concerning factors of where social media is heading, or it has been for a while, but it's just getting more extreme. You know, you've got people with millions and millions of followers that are saying, oh, I have this and I have that. And nine times out of 10, it's not even true. Mm. You know, they're just doing it because they're being paid to do it. You know, Um, and worse than that, when you've got people that aren't qualified to give information, that scares the shit out of me. You know, you've got an example where um, there was a a personal trainer that was writing, um, you know, he puts one of those question things, ask me anything. Um, And this person, this client or whoever it was, had um, asked them a question about eating disorders. And they said, you know, I've got an eating disorder. What would you suggest that I do um, with my nutrition? And they said, well, you know, what I suggest you start doing is monitoring your food. And like the first, like, I'm not being funny. First of all, put your hands up in the air and say, I am not specialized in this area. And understand that you're about to give someone advice that is in a position where they need someone who specializes in that area, you know. And the advice that they were giving, someone who's got an eating disorder, you don't tell them you know, without knowing anything about them to go and monitor their food because that could have been where the initial problem came from, you know? Um, and it scares me, bro. It really does. You know, it's, and this is why um, only recently I, I decided to, to jump online and work online because beforehand I always thought, and I think I've mentioned this to you in the past, like I don't want to sell my soul and go online and be another one of these cowboys. And then recently I was like, well, hold on. I'm not one of these cowboys. I've actually got quality to offer and I can change people's lives. So I need to put myself out there to make sure that there's some quality information being put out there, you know? Um, And I think that we get to a stage where we take responsibility, don't we? You know, um, like even when I was um, very much involved in the fitness industry or whatever, um, I had done things where I was utilized as a tool or whatever to sell products, you know, um, I've had my abs on DVDs and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, do these 40 exercises a day and you're going to get abs like this and all this, all this sort of rubbish. Um, and you get to a stage where you say, listen, I'm not a sellout. I can't be doing this. I need to be honest. I need to be sincere. Um, but unfortunately now that's standard procedures. Everyone is just trying to, to kid everyone just for their own benefit. I recently came across a video of this woman who was, I think it was maybe a 30 second video of this woman who was drinking this, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, skinny tea or no, something. No, I think skinny tea is, is, is a thing of the past. It might be returning, who knows? <laughs> but this one was, I think it was called Boom Bod. Boom Bod or Boom Bod. Have you heard of that one? No. I don't know. It's like some packet with... Um, some box with some sachets in there that you pour in, uh, you empty the sachet in some water, mix it and drink it. And it was, it was such an awkward video. I just watched this young girl, don't know, could have been about 24, maybe. She was, um, she was just giving a real generic speech, like, so summer's coming up and um, if you want to change your body and make it look really good, you should uh, drink some Boombod. And then she, she she ripped open the sachet, put it in uh, the water, mixed it and just gulped it down like super quick. Um, the eye contact was really awkward. She wasn't looking at the camera properly, but it was just, 
it was such a sponsored ad. It was it was awkward, bro. It was so mm. awkward. It wasn't. There was no passion behind it. Like, you know, to say anything about her transformation as to how long she'd been using it. It was just ooh, really uncomfortable. And, and, and nothing against people from the states, but I think that's probably something which is pretty typical over there. You know, this. Oh yeah, very, very ad driven. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I was like, "Ooh, this is awkward. You can't do that I in the UK." For me and you, we're you know we're NLP based. We're all about emotional intelligence, and we can see through that crap. But we've also lived it. You know, mm. um, there's a one one. I was about to say her name, but I'm not going to. Uh, a, an influencer who is very well known, who is currently promoting her own um, uh, waist trainer. Okay. Right. Now she's claiming this waist trainer, you use this waist trainer, you're not only going to lose fat, but it's going to make your waist smaller, right? As soon as I saw it, that was it. I was online. I was online and I was ranting, saying, anyone who believes this rubbish needs to understand that a waist trainer is going to make you lose maybe a little bit more water, but guess what? We're 68% water. We're going to need to replenish that. Otherwise, we're dehydrated. <laughs> we need to oxidate our brain, right? There's no such thing as a waist trainer that's going to make your waist smaller or make you lose fat. You know what I mean? Um, but, mate, it's all about money. It's all about money. Um, and we're talking an outreach of 60 million people. Wow. That's Who knows? Nice. The next day, how many people do you think would have gone and bought this thinking that not only are they going to lose weight and fat, I don't want to say weight because water is going to make you lighter if you lose it, but mm-hmm. we need it to survive, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a survival method. Um, and, you know, to just think that they can lose fat because it was actually, it, they said lose fat and make your waist smaller. I mean, that's scary. That is. That is. And it's exactly as you say that people who are not qualified are out there giving... <laughs> Weird advice? Like, I don't even know what sort of advice is that? What what sort of... You, it's not nutritional. It's not exercise. It's just some random... I don't know, supposed to be fitness. I don't even know where the fitness is coming from. Just random advice. And well, there was nothing mentioned about nutrition. Nothing mentioned about, you know, calorie deficits. Nothing mentioned about, you know, having to actually know what you're doing or train or anything. It was purely just, if you want to lose fat, and you want your waist to be smaller, you need to buy this product. Wow. And you know, it makes it really tough for genuine people out there that are really going out of their way to look into peer-reviewed studies and I don't know, um, I don't know, like scientific journals and then they write write a nice post up and then people are like, that's bullshit, that's rubbish. Yeah. You're lying, you're just cool. trying to sell stuff. And you think, wow, <laughs> but you'll believe this idiot who's dressed half naked. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating to me. It is fascinating how, you know, people are very driven to listen to BS over the truth or because of the BS that is out there, it's just saturating the market, causing issues for people that are genuine. Like another part of uh, genuine is if you don't use drugs and people believe because others lie about it, that you must <laughs> be lying. 
It's like, well, this is something that me and you have had. <laughs> you've had it our, our whole life, you know. Listen, I've been with you when people have said to you, barefaced, listen, absolute no chance in hell. Don't understand. You've been training since you were 15 years old, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it's like someone who's 21, hasn't been training before, suddenly wants to transition their body and, and transform into this, you know, into you, okay? But in six months, okay? And they look at you and say, listen, you must have been doing this. And you're saying, look, listen to me. This is called consistency, right? I've been training for 15, 20 years, whatever it was at the time. Do me a favor, do the same thing and talk to me when you get to that stage, rather than trying to achieve everything in a small amount of time. Everyone wants that special pill. How many times have we heard it? Oh, what, what pill can I eat? Uh, you know, can I stuff down my throat to lose fat? You know, how many times have we heard that? You know, what pill can I eat in order to put on loads and loads of muscle? You know, um, and I think that because of all of this um, marketing schemes and whatnot, um, it's just made things even more believable that you're able to achieve these things quickly, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Again, that's that's wild. It's wild. And, you know, sometimes you might want to talk about a product, but then you just think to yourself, all right, I need to be very careful with how I talk about this because I don't want to end up sounding like those idiots that are talking rubbish, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think it's also about knowing someone, like, you know, and knowing the transparency behind it. Like, for argument's sake, if I go onto your page and I see you're promoting something, I know it's what it says on the tin. I know it's 100% genuine. Because I know that you won't back anything that you genuinely believe in. Hell no. You know? <laughs> but on the same basis, like I said, that's rare. You know, you're in the one, two percent of people that are on social media. You know, because you're thinking, look, I will if I believe in something, I will sing it off the rooftop. But if I don't, don't even bother throwing me money because I'm not interested. But that's that that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen anymore. You know? It, that's why I've always had so much respect for you, apart from the millions of other reasons. But that's one of the things that I've always respected. You know, even when you were sponsored by huge companies, you still wouldn't say you need to take this to look like this. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it's very much about terminology. You know, you can back a product and um, be passionate about a product, but it's about how you sell it that makes it genuine or not. You know, if you're saying to someone, look, you have to do this, you, you have to have BCAAs in a protein shake if you want to put on muscle. Well, actually, no, you just need to make sure that you've got enough natural uh, amino acids and protein in your diet to make sure that you've got enough protein synthesis to create that growth and that recovery, you know, but that doesn't sell products. That doesn't sell products. You're not going to sell protein powder and BCAAs if you're the person who turns around and says, well, if the diet's on point, not being funny, you don't need a supplement. They're called supplements for a reason. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some sometimes it's like it's the fitness industry has been so brainwashed, or shall I say individuals who, I guess, follow the fitness industry have been brainwashed with the belief that you need supplements in order to have some i don't know some muscle growth let's say um 
It's like, okay, what supplement is going to make me put on size? What supplement is going to make me lose weight? And if you say, just sort your nutrition out, people think that you're trying to hold some information away from them. Of course they do. I think you're hiding a secret. Of course. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, but if my nutrition's on point, what supplement should I add on top? <laughs> That's the sort of thing I get. I'm like, I've heard that many of the times. I know. I know. Mm. When actually what you're trying to do to them is actually say, listen, I'm thinking about your well-being. <laughs> I'm thinking about your gut health. I'm telling you that if you can get all the nutrients that you need through whole food, then forget about supplements. Why do you think it's called supplement it's a supplementation you know the same way that when people talk about vitamins and minerals or what should i be taking well you know really you should be concentrating on what you're eating Mm -hmm. you know um but again these pharmaceutical companies or you know supplement companies aren't going to be making money if everyone's like me and you Mm -hmm. of course man of course. So in this whole situation, um, you said <laughs> pharmaceutical, there seems to be, um, uh, I don't know, like, it seems to be a big thing where people believe that once they get this double jab, that life is going to be hunky-dory and that is it. Whereas the truth mm-hmm. is, if if you've got metabolic dysfunction if you if you have insulin resistance um if if you're just unhealthy then you are gonna still be prone to sickness anyway you you can't (laughs) just look for a jab and then think that you can go to mcdonald's i think that people had been incentivized to get the jab um by offers from Krispy Kremes and stuff like that. I was thinking, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> it doesn't, that doesn't surprise me though. Mm. It doesn't surprise me because everyone's got their hand in someone else's pocket. You know, everyone's being looked after by someone else. Um, you've got countries that have got pills that will eliminate IBS. Um, mm. Australia being one of them, right? Um, why, does, why does the UK not have that? Because the UK is almost, to a certain degree, governed by the fact that a lot of their money they're making from creating this medication that makes people live with something rather than solving the problem. Because they're getting that ten pound a month on the subscription or prescription or whatever, you know. Mm. Um, and that is the reality. You know, when you take a, a deeper look into everything, a lot of it comes down to money. You know, which is why it's so important for people to go out and get educated so that they can make the right decisions for themselves, you know, um, or follow people like me and you who are there to make a difference, who are there to help people's gut health, who are there to help people smile again. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we've had, well, in UK, it's a bit, it's a bit more open now. I've, I've gone into supermarkets and I've seen people without masks. I'm still masking up every once in a while. Um, not because I'm afraid that I'll get sick, but um, it's not something I've spoken about um, publicly, but um, I've been working on a, a film project with um, a, a big production company. And if I if I end up getting COVID, then I'll be kicked off set. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I, I, I wouldn't mind getting the natural immunity, but um, for now, I want to keep away from that. 
But like, yeah, there's um, nothing wrong with being safe and sorry. You know what I mean? True, true, true. Um, but it's been said that the the biggest pandemic has been depression itself. Of course. What's of yeah, course? I was about to ask. I, I, yeah, your thoughts on that? I, I um, in in uh, well, I mean, to give you a little bit of depth on that one. Um, during the lockdown, I tore just before lockdown, I tore my rotator cuff, um, so I couldn't train, which genuinely is mainly like an issue because of my mental health. Because I've been training, you know, as long as I can remember, and it's a part of my lifestyle. It's nothing to do with aesthetics or ego. It's something to do with well-being and and making me feel better. Right. Um, anyway, cut a long story short. Um, during the whole of lockdown, so that's a year and a half as far as the UK is concerned. Um, I was working with mental health clients and um, the growth in depression was huge. I mean, I run a men's mental health page on Instagram and it was, dare I say, um, the taboo was still there when it comes to men, which is why I set up that page in the first place. But there was a lot of men contacting me, you know, for help saying, listen, you know, my head is in a bad place. Um, obviously, it's a confidential page, so they know that it's not going any further. Um, and I am so grateful that I transitioned into that world because I know I saved lives. Um, a lot of these clients I still speak to now, um, and I can tell you that we're talking about a huge amount of clients that I worked with for free because I'm able. I'm able to help people make a difference, help people's mindset, get them to feel good again, and it doesn't cost me a penny, mm. you know? Um, so who am I to take a step back and at these times turn around and say, when a lot of people weren't getting paid, like me, I didn't get paid for a year and a half, and they didn't have any, you know, two pens to, to rub together. Um, I took a step back and said, listen, I'm going to help everyone, and I'm going to help everyone for free. Um, and it was, it was a disastrous position for people to be in, um, but on the same basis, I feel like, in hindsight, it helped men open up um, because suddenly it was okay to be in depression. They weren't being judged as much because everyone was feeling it. Everyone was feeling the pinch. Um, so it was it was eye-opening. Um, it was a horrible situation that I would have wished never happened. On the same basis, you've got men out there now that are able to be more expressive and they're 10 times more resilient because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's it's so true. I mean, my book, um, "Your Mind Builds Your Body," is it's based on all round fitness. To be honest, it's um, it's like about physical health. It te teaches you a lot about all the biohacking principles that I do, and it's all about mental agility and understanding how to deal with diff different situations, how to look at different situations, not even necessarily how to handle it, but just, okay, so there's, there's many ways to look at something and what we are, I guess, even taught from parents a lot of the time or schools or even programs that we watch on TV, um, yeah programs if even if you think about it they're called programs for a reason 
you know? Of course. So of course. it's, you know, we need to undo a lot of that stuff. And it's, it's hard work. It's hard work um, because naturally we want to find something which is easy. We want to find something, uh, you know, immediate. You know, things that take a bit more time, we we almost shy away from because again, another thing which is taught is, you know, just, oh, you know, take it easy or like um, do things in uh, in your stride. And um, what's, that's another one, a typical one, which you said, um, can't think of it right now, but it's, oh man, think, think. When people say um, everything in moderation and, mm. I'll be honest with you. I don't even like that term. I, no. I, I don't. I don't like that term. Like, no. no, I don't think things should be in moderation. Like everybody is different. <laughs> you, you can't just say moderation for everyone. Like you tell an alcoholic everything in moderation, they, they'll end up drinking themselves to death. It varies per person. Some people, they need to, yeah. Um, it's. It's tough. It's tough. I had one client that I was dealing with had, he'd been on medication for around, I think, nine years. And I, I was like, wow, okay. It was, you know, it's not my position to be like, oh yeah, you need to come off medication because I'm not qualified in that area. But I just thought, let me just get to know this guy and learn a bit more about his lifestyle. The moment I learned about his lifestyle, I'm like, no wonder you're on depression. You could just yeah. change your lifestyle and get rid of that shit. You yeah. know? So it was it was a um it was a process, but slowly he wanted to uh start removing the amount of medication that he was on. And you know, there was a few cold sweat moments, but he knew it was best for him in the long run. Until it got to the point he was just completely off it. You know, and it it just takes a bit of just, just a little bit of understanding. Um, it's just human to human contact. Like understand that human beings need some just basic stuff, you know, a bit of sunlight, eat some decent foods. We need to, uh, we need a, a, a tribe. We need to, you know, we need, we need people, other people to spend time with. And, you know, this whole thing about isolation, you know, um, lockdown isolation okay you need to isolate so okay you're trying to separate me from my tribe okay so i can't speak to anyone okay and you know older people that can't go out and see others that's going to be detrimental and then people got to stay indoors like we're we're organic machines like we need sunlight we need just like plants with photosynthesis we need sunlight for our cellular health and then trying to tell us we need to stay indoors, of course, people are going to become sick, you know. Of course. Um, lots of I think there's a lot of sense to be made. And, uh, you know, to be honest, um, a lot of things that you preach about, you know, whether it's light therapy and things like that, like I'm a great believer in that. Um, and I think that people need to open their eyes to exactly the things that you just said. You know, you need to understand what you need as a human being rather than what you're being told that you need, you know. Um, and one pe once people get to a stage where they've actually invested in themselves, um, they understand, you know, 
um, unfortunately, most of the time, people don't get that information. They, they don't gain that knowledge. Yeah. When people don't have that sort of knowledge, um, what do you think is the best thing for them to do? Because I think a lot of the time, people just expect information to drop in their lap. They're like, well, I didn't know. And it's... Um, it's, you know, we're all adults. It's our responsibility to go out and, and get stuff. What do you think would be a useful thing for people to do in order to, I don't know, start bettering themselves? What would be the... I think, I think the, the, the reality is, um, forget about what I think. I think the reality is people only seek help when they need help. Um, and it's already, that already means they're in a deep hole. You know, um, looking after yourself and investing yourself should always be your priority, you know. Um, and like I said, it's very rarely the case. Uh, these days, you go to a doctor, um, like what we were talking about before this before this call, um, you go to a doctor and you tell them you're not feeling great, they stick you on antibiotics. And they, oh, sorry, they stick you on um, antidepressant pills. You know, um, the reality is that's not a smart move to take you know just because you're going to the doctor because you're not feeling great doesn't make you clinically depressed um but taking these this medication is a one-way ticket um and unfortunately you can't just come off it you know you, you need to taper off it properly and the effect that it has on your body is tremendous and i think that if people paid more attention to what they're putting into their bodies they would make a lot of alternative uh, decisions whether it's you know, abusive steroids or, you know, eating the wrong foods. Um, you know, I think that, like I said, they have to get to a stage where they suddenly need help, where they suddenly start seeking help. So I think my advice would be stop waiting for the time when it's too late and start thinking about self-development now, you know, mm. um, because progression, like we're learning every day. You know, even me and you who are very knowledgeable we're still learning every day. I think when you get to the stage where you think you've got nothing to learn is a stage where, you know, you get a slap in the face because, you know, in theory, every single day is another lesson of some sort and it's another opportunity for us to grow. So my advice to anyone out there is every day that you have been blessed and you should be grateful enough to be here, focus on bettering yourself, you know, whether that's um, within your life, within, um, you know, focusing on the sacrifices that you're making for the wrong reasons um, and focus on your health because, trust me, <laughs> it gets to a stage where you're lying on your deathbed and you're going to turn around and say, I wish I did this. I wish I paid more attention to this. Don't wait for that moment. You know, start now, invest in yourself and make yourself happy now. Amen. So true, man. Mm -hmm. Amen. I definitely agree with that. I think we are responsible for ourselves. And I know you mentioned earlier, you're not, not, a, not a spiritual person. I don't know if we discussed this on the podcast or beforehand. I can't remember. That was prior, yeah. Prior, yeah, was prior. yes. So you'd mentioned you're not a spiritual person. I've become more spiritual over the years. I think I do have... Um, uh maybe an introduction to spirituality when i was christian and then i thought do you know what i don't really want to be a part of this however there's some of the beliefs did remain but i just thought i don't want to be part of a religion to be spiritual 
And I think yeah. it is, uh, it is 110% possible. And so over the years, I've been working on that. And it's, it's been really interesting, you know, this whole journey. And I think, I think everyone to a degree should try to look within, um, there's, there's, there's always going to be a feeling inside that tells them that they should do cer certain things. You have, you, it's like everybody has an inner superpower. I think I put this on a recent post that it's, it's something that no one else can tell you. You just have this feeling inside you that tells you certain things that you should be doing in life. It's almost like a, your inner child speaking to you, like go out and get this. But, um, you know, then ego starts to take over and uh, starts to give you doubts and makes you look at opinions of others and hinder your decision making. So I think that having that spiritual strength will help you to override a lot of these, a lot of these negative energies, negative factors, and help you to make more informed decisions and keep away from uh, people that are not vibrating on the same energy as you. If, if, if they're not working on the same level, not even necessarily, like not even talking about like financially, uh, I'm just talking about energy and that is it. Like, are you, are you positive or not? Now I'm not looking for someone who is like, just like and I'm smiling at every situation saying you know they're bleeding and they're smiling saying I'm not bleeding I'm not bleeding like no I'm not looking not talking about that sort of person just a person who can look at an unfortunate event but can see where they can benefit from it understanding that it's painful but where they can benefit those sort of people I couldn't agree with you more I couldn't agree with you more I genuinely I think when I said I wasn't spiritual, it was in an alternative way. Um, like my mum has always brought me up to have the principles of, you know, a Buddhist indirectly. You know, I, I don't believe in religion myself, mm. personally. I think it's a, you know, a way to divide leagues. Um, and it's caused a lot of wars and a lot of tension. Um, but there, there are a few commandments that are generally within most religions um, that are based on, you know, the Buddhist facts, which is, you know, pick someone up when they're down, look after your neighbor, treat other people the way you'd want to be treated, um, and don't have any negative energy around you, you know. Um, and when it comes to that, I'm all behind it, you know. I think that's why I've kept you in my life for so long, because um, you're always about positivity. It's not about you know, um, hiding or shading away from, from, the, from the negative stuff and being in denial. Mm. It's about looking at the bright side of life, you know, um, being grateful for our blessings. Um, and I think that there are people out there that will sap you of your positivity and they will try and almost um, push their negative, negative energy on towards you to make them feel better because we're positive people. Um, I have those. I have those sort of narcissistic people in my life. Um, I am very aware of it, and I am emotionally detached from it. Yet I keep them in my life because I feel that I can make them better. You know, 
Um, so I do agree with you. You know, you need to keep people around you that are, you know, uh, similar minded and with the same principles and equally as, as positive. Um, but everyone comes into your into your world for a reason. Um, and if we can make the negative people better, then, you know, we can try. Amen. Um, I like that. You know, mm. yeah. I think, yeah. I remember, I think on Instagram, I... I think I put a question, no, not Instagram, it was on Facebook. I put a question saying, if you could make, if you could, if you could change one thing about this world, what would it be? And I think a person said um, that they never met any negative people. And I thought about that for a while and I thought there was so many, it wasn't just that person, but people had so many dogmatic approaches to life that they don't realize that where there's light, there's darkness, where there's darkness, there's light, where there's left, there's right, you know, there's... Where there's there's love, there's hate. Yeah, exactly. They are, you know, it's like without the other what you don't even know what that is, <laughs> you know, how do you even know what love is? If you don't even know what the, the opposites are, you know, you have no idea. How would you even learn to appreciate it? So it's, it wouldn't, it would just be normal. Wouldn't it? That, that doesn't, you genuinely don't appreciate things that are considered normal. Well, if you, if you're getting it all the time, you just don't know really just like how we, um, we'll, we will, belly is full and we'll just scrape off the rest of the food in the in the, in the bin um yeah. that is normal to us whereas you know if a video recording of this was to be sent to you know certain parts of the world where there is not you know there's scarcity of food they'd be like wait is this some sort of joke because it ain't funny yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. it's uh yeah. very different very different um it's the mentality thing as well, isn't it, really? I mean, um, I have a very neutral mind when it comes to a lot of things. I'm not very judgmental because I appreciate that not everyone is um, as educated as us, let's say. Um, but I do have a few general, general principles. And one of them is um, being nice, being kind. It's free. Um, I'll go out every day um, as uh, a, a matter of, priorities, I will go out every day and give at least one person a compliment, right? Completely like out of the blue, give one person a compliment. Now, it's very likely that by me giving this person a compliment, it could make them feel better and it could have a wave effect. And before you know it, if everyone had that attitude, the world would be genuinely a better place, you know? Um, in fact, at the moment, I'm, I'm in Egypt and it is... Uh, it was quite shocking for me um, when I first started to walk around here coming out of a six-star hotel mm-hmm. and seeing homeless people on the street sleeping on the pavement at 40, 50 degrees outside, right? Um, and I decided that after a week of being here, and I've been here for six weeks so far, um, that every morning I would make 10 sandwiches and, you know, like a little packed lunch and go out and give it to these people that are homeless that have nothing. And in my mind, it's not about how I feel about the fact that I'm doing a good deed. It's about the fact that I'm thinking about that ripple, that wave effect, that hopefully 
I'm giving something that is going to make these people feel better about themselves and maybe they will be more positive that day or likely to do something kind in response to someone else. Yeah, powerful. I love the that. little thing. Yeah. Just the little thing. Yeah, yeah. I think people that who are there that are homeless are probably a bit more genuine than those that are homeless in LA because my experience there was not the same. When I met someone who was homeless and I remember this lady was begging on the street and I, I, I just saw her on the street and I was like, oh, damn. All right, all right. I just went to the shop and I bought myself two baguettes. I took off my rucksack and I took out a baguette and I leaned down, leaned down on the floor and I was like, here you go, would you like something to eat? She was like, no, I want money. I was like, damn. I, I was so shocked. It wasn't what I was expecting to hear. But, um, you know, it it, it still felt good within my heart that I was looking to try and help her. Um, But I was like, okay, better luck next time, you know. Um, You know, if I see another homeless person. And I think it's it it feels good, but at the same time, without you trying to gain anything out of it, I think it's... um, Firstly, it's like a... It's it's a... it's almost like a human need to want to help other people. I, I believe it's something like we instinctively want to do for a fellow human. Um, even if you're a an a-hole, you, you kind yeah. of have these moments where you're like, I can't allow this to happen. I need to, I need to help that person, you know? Um, and at the same time, I think as, as the, the energy in the universe, I think, when you do these things, you will be paid back. Not that you're looking for payment, but the universe is giving you the, 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 the positive energy to want to help your fellow human. And then you go along and you help them. And then the universe says, congratulations, you've just won yourself something and you'll get something in return. Not from that yeah. person, but they'll, it will come from another way. And it's, it's, Well, I mean, that is, that is actually, you hit the nail on the head which was something that I was going to say, but forgot. Mm. And it was the fact that, guess what? When I go out every morning at 5am and give these sandwiches out, I'm not recording it on Instagram for validation, Mm. for a tap on the back, because how many times have you seen people do that? You know, people, even whether, you know, influential, not influential, whatever, they go out and they'll give something to the homeless, but they'll make sure they've got it on Instagram so they can record it. So people say, oh, wow, you're such a nice person. Well, no, actually, a nice person would do it without looking for validation. Yeah. Big difference. You hear about uh, celebrities that do that where word kind of gets out, but then they're really trying to keep it, you know, they're trying to keep it hush-hush. They don't want people to know what they're doing. They're just doing it because they want to. Um it's it's really nice it's really nice but then yeah you got those that who's that dude he's got tattoos all over his face funky yeah 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 yeah. i remember i remember he that was uh, 69 or whatever yeah 69 yeah Yeah, that dude you know with like wads of cash in his hand just handing it out and i thought that's a bit weird like Mm. who hands out money like I don't know, like, why not take that money and, I don't know, like, build a school or something. Um, rather than handing out cash, handing out cash, I mean, it's better than nothing. So, yeah, kudos or whatever. But 
I mean, I don't know. It's, I've got mixed views on that. I mean... That's stunting, though. That's stunting. You know, that's doing it to the gram. It's doing it so that people can think, wow, he's got so much money that he can justify doing that. That's nothing to do with looking for people that need it. Yeah. But at the same time, although he's doing that, he still is helping. You know, it's like... Mm, I don't know. Let's say Brez President Bill Clinton, you know, he done some good stuff, but then he got his willy, you know, sucked. Mm. And it's like, okay, forget his personal life. He's still, he's still done some good stuff, you know, like yeah. just let's try and recognize that. Um, yeah. And for this dude, it's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there, but mm, okay, you're still giving out money. I have to, I have to accept that, even though you know it's for the gram, you're doing it for popularity and all this sort of stuff. You're still giving out money, though. You got to kind of take it back and be like, well, he's actually giving out a bit more than you. Um, what yeah. is better? You know what I mean? Like he's doing it for like a bit of popularity, but he's still giving something out. Whereas you got people like, ah, you're doing this. And just sharing negative energy. Yeah. It's like, which one is worse? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I can't remember. I was going to say something else. I forgot now. Knocked you off guard, you see. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it wasn't even that. I was going to, I was going to talk something, something to do with, um, it was, it was actually back on depression because I was, I was thinking, um, no, not directly depression. It was more to do with uh, just appreciation. And I think we'd, we'd covered it already, but w one thing I use to help me to feel appreciate, uh, have appreciation is, is always have a gratitude list. Like look at the things yeah. that you have, have in your yeah. life and realize that it, it, it didn't have to be there but you yeah. do have it there but i guess yeah. it's a case of when people get so used to certain things they don't even see it as a thing of a, <laughs> i don't know anything yeah, but that's, that's exactly but that's the point <laughs> that's the point they should never get um that distracted from the things that mean something the things that they should be grateful for i mean you know even before i was qualified to work with anyone in mental health i was always saying to people make a list make a list of the things that you should be grateful for and and really every day wake up and thank the lord that you're in a position that you could it could be a lot worse you know um it doesn't matter what it is it could be something small you know um you, you've got people unfortunately that are out there that are terminally ill that you know they know that they've only got x amount of time left in this world they're here today you know, you've got a roof over your over your over your um, over your head. You've got beautiful kids. You've got so many things to be grateful for. It's important to keep that frame of mind all the time, all the time. Not to wait. You know, God forbid, for you to be terminally ill or whatever. It's a case of you understanding. You know what? Every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to say thank you for the fact that I have all of these incredible blessings, and it could be a hell of a lot worse. Amen. Oh man, I, I I think of that all the time, bro. And I think it's life 
can throw so many things in your directions and it should get to a point where you realize that if if you're able to survive from these things then learn from it and appreciate if you're not going through it don't just appreciate i don't know amazing things like things that are perceived to be amazing like at one stage like i was um I was mentally abused by my father. I ran away from home. I was homeless. I lived in poverty and I'm not there anymore. And things like that, I have to, I have to give thanks. I have to give thanks because when I look back at how I was thinking back then, I believed my thinking is what controlled my world that I lived in. 100%. 100%. Of course. And it's it's amazing to to look at myself now, not where I am physically, but where I am mentally. It's like, wow, I, I, I'm so happy I came out of that. And if if you can get someone in that frame of mind, it's so powerful. It's like, do you know what? I don't even need to do anything else for you. That's all I needed to do. Watch everything else unfold in your life. Of course. Of it's amazing. Course. It's opening people's eyes to resilience. You know, um, I'm a great believer, unfortunately, that the worst things that happen in your life tend to be what makes you the strongest, you know? Mm. Um, And it gives you that extra power, that power that we wouldn't have had if we didn't have to go through those hard times, you know? Um, And in our case, it gives us the strength to be able to hold other people's hands and get them to see the light, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. And pain, pain that is, it's one of the senses that we have. And it's one of the senses that it teaches us the quickest. I think everything else is so, is so user friendly and we take everything in our stride. But when it comes to pain, we respond super quick. We don't like it, but we don't learn to appreciate how great it's been. <laughs> Hindsight is, a, is an incredible thing. Yeah. You know, it's Absolutely. an incredible thing, um, but it does make us stronger every time, every time. Amen. Amen. Well, look, Ben, it's been absolutely tremendous, my friend. Thank you very much for giving me your time whilst you're in Egypt. Always a pleasure, my man. Always Egypt. a pleasure. Uh, what time is it there right now? It's like 10 minutes to five here in UK. Yeah, I'm one hour ahead, so it's 10 to six. Okay. 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 Is it still relatively sunny? Um, I think it's 38 degrees still. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I swear, at night, it's still 32, 33 degrees. <laughs> okay. That's mad. Do you have aircon in your in your hotel? Must do. I do, but I'm one of those ones. Like, if I sleep with the aircon on, I wake up all stuffy and, like, um, I'm a little bit aware or conscious at the moment about trying to keep my immune system strong for obvious reasons of corona out here and whatnot. Mm. So um, I'm just, like, sweating myself to sleep as opposed to sleeping comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hear you. Wow. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Ben, where, where can people find you? So you're on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram, Ben Noy Official, B-E-N-N-O-Y Official, and that tends to be my main source, to be honest. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
Wicked. And uh, yeah, so you also offer like mental health coaching as well for anyone who's yeah, interested. Yeah. I know you're amazing on your nutrition side. Um, the macro counting king. Like <laughs> if I showed you a piece of food, you'd be like, yeah, I know how many grams of protein in that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I'm, I'm, my, I've got scales set in my eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> the macro king. Look, Ben, thank you so much for your time, my friend. It's always, always thank a you pleasure, very much. brother. Always. Thank you very much. And never change, my man. You are one of the one of the most clean-hearted men I've ever met in my life. God bless you. Thank you so much, man. You have a blessed evening and we'll catch up soon. All right, my brother. Take care. Take care. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.